We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Grab the perfect get-up-and-go breakfast for you and your crew. Right now, two soft and fluffy fully loaded sausage burritos are just three bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about Once Upon a Time, Season 2, The Sophomore, Rise and Fall, Slump and Success, because in short, Abby, this season is, it's the only season of its kind on Once Upon a Time in that the first one is tight. All the subsequent ones are divided into two half seasons, and this one is all over the place. Yeah, this was a this was like the experimental uh, season where they were like, "Let's try something completely different." Well, I didn't work, and then they did something else. I I've I've found that everyone's got an opinion on how the show goes and where they think that it fell off or where they think things weren't as good. I feel like everyone kind of universally agrees that season two is just a weird odd season that no one quite ever remembers it's like the silence from doctor who you never quite remember it unless you're staring right at it well i am beth elderkin and i'm joined as always by the lovely abby abby how are you doing coming on the tail end of season two of once upon a time it's i you we started recapping like you asked me a question before we started taping being like oh and then i wasn't here for a couple of episodes and that generally, I forgot. I forgot that you weren't here for part of the season. Because again, I feel like we've been doing this forever. And the parts where Joy and my husband stepped in feels like happened years ago. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. We, we started uh, We started in season two uh, near the end of t- uh, 2020, beginning of 2021. Uh, it was a whole different time back then, you guys. It was, it was a different time. COVID, well, it's still around. I'm, so maybe not that different. <laughs> It's almost the same as when we started. It's like it's right back aw- where we started, guys. Oddly peaked, like for when we started the second season. Yeah, it's just oddly peaked. Like everyone's traveling for no. It's just it's a mess. Uh, so yeah, you know what? Just buckle in. I've, I've, if we end season three being just like, man, that Sigma variant. What the shit? I am going to lose my mind, <sighs> guys. All I gotta say is. Get vaccinated, mask up when it's dangerous, and protect your friends and family. And protect people you don't even know. We are all in this together. We are all fighting the same fight. Uh, We are all equipped with our fire, (laughs) Regina fireballs of health and safety. I, 
I've I've never even seen it, but I I just I had the urge to just start singing the High School Musical. All in this together, yeah, yeah. I don't know any more the, words. The musical musical episodes not until season six, Abby. I no, don't I care. I have to start practicing now. Uh, it's just it's a lot of singing. It's so much. Uh, uh. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do a quick recap. <laughs> as we can uh, buckle up of season two just in general okay. uh, it debuted a uh, september 30th 2012 with broken uh that was the one right after uh the the curse had been lifted emma had kissed henry true love's kiss the curse was lifted but it was all part of mr gold's masterful plan to bring magic back to storybrook so he could escape storybrook to find his son neil which is one of the main things that happens in this season uh, what's interesting is that this uh, debut episode uh, had over 11 million viewers, so they were riding high after the end of season one. There was a lot of hype, a lot of conversation, and people were excited. Uh, it ended with uh, episode 22 and straight on till morning, May 12th, 2013, with uh, about 7 million. Uh, so they lost about 4 million viewers over the course of this season, about a third of their audience and that's not something to sneeze at. That shows that this season, it didn't, it didn't quite, it didn't quite land. It didn't stick the landing. It coming off of season one, and I, and and we'll get dissect this a little bit. But coming off of what the season was, or what season one was, and what attracted people to the show, to give them this season. It, it was a hard sell. If you weren't going to do something very similar to the first season, we, at a certain point, there were a lot of episodes that didn't even have flashbacks. There was not like, there were all these cool reveals about fairy tale characters. Uh, it was more of the interpersonal stuff of characters you already knew. And that's, I think that's where those other millions of viewers went. They, they were in it for fun fairy tale creatures and angst and, uh, that kind of stuff. And then we got real world drama, which I think is probably what the biggest problem was. That's what I will put my finger on yeah. and we'll talk about it later. But it was just like the part where they tried to incorporate the real world, which apparently they learned because it's never been like that again. Nope. Nope. They, we will be going into that in season three. Uh, they're quickly. I've already watched the first episode of season three to get ready for our next taping. <laughs> and, uh, they 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 abandon that storyline real fast. Uh, so I'm going to do my best to kind of synopses the main elements that we get in this season, but it's hard to, because like I said, in subsequent seasons, it's like two main storylines. You have Neverland, Wicked Witch, you have Frozen, and then you have whatever came after Frozen, I forget. Uh, <laughs> then you have Prince Charming on a horse with, 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 with Lance. That is a thing that happens, and I'm very excited to return to that one day. Uh, so... We've got the remnants of the Enchanted Forest after the events of the curse. There are some survivors there. These include Cora, Regina's mother, and Hook. And Hook is, uh, you know, Captain Hook. His crocodile is Rumpelstiltskin. And these two are, without a doubt, the best things to come out of this season. Cora as a villain is one of the finest that, in my opinion, the show ever does. So much so that they bring her back repeatedly. <laughs> She's dead. She's dead. She's back. Yay. And then Hook is just a 
a character and an actor who brings this much needed jovial demeanor mixed with a little bit of malice. It's like what they tried to do with Rumpelstiltskin, but then ultimately it doesn't, they realize that that's not quite what works best for the character. They decide that he's best when he's a little bit more manic and, and mean spirited. So like, okay, well we need that, that jovial, happy go lucky dude. Who's just out for himself. Captain Hook. And he is fabulous. And he's only meant, Abby, we talked about this. He was only meant to be like a one-off guy in a couple episodes, but they're like, people like this guyliner dude. I I think we gotta keep him. uh, Listen, I don't know why they ever put people in eyeliner and think that they're not going to be fan favorites. (laughs) I, I don't know why they don't understand that the base of audience for, for most media are like 14 or 15 year old girls. I mean, the fact that they won't wrap their head around that and everyone has to make fun of Twilight and things is like, those are the people that consume your media. Okay. Like put a boy in eyeliner and make him a little angsty right there. Your show will never stop having viewers for the rest of your life. Supernatural kind of figured that out. Uh, and then just mm-hmm. powered through for a while. Um, I, a while is quite an understatement. Just, you know, like one or two extra seasons. It's crazy. How many is this? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, which this has nothing to do with anything. I just saw a clip of like, uh, the, the supernatural guys, I don't remember the names, uh, doing a panel and like this girl's like, hi, I'm 14. Um, I don't know. And he goes, wait, 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 hold on. When is your birthday? Like her birthday was like a year before the show even premiered. And so like, she was now 14 years old and asking a question about a show that had been going on for like a decade and a half. Oh my God. And both of them just looked like they wanted to just, just curl up and die. Um, but back to the Captain Hook thing, I appreciate so much about him and what they'll do with him later is because he does, he has such a very specific look to him, personality, the way he views the world. And he's a pirate. He's a pirate with a hook for a hand. And at no point, other than like a small thing during the whole Dark Emma situation, they never really like gloss over any of that. It's just like he's always in a trench coat with a hook going, love, I don't know. Like he's always a pirate. He's never. You know, like, David and Prince Charming, two separate people, they eventually sort of meet in the middle, and he just wears button-ups. And Snow White is always just sort of in the middle. Regina, somewhere in the middle. Captain Hook is, man, eyeliner trench coat, and you can't make him do anything else. It's amazing. (laughs) And that's what we're saying. Shine on, you crazy star. I love it so much. (laughs) Well, meanwhile, as Cora and Hook uh, are are attempting to get to Storybrooke because uh, Cora wants to be with her daughter, Regina, again, we spend a lot of time in the uh, in Storybrooke after everyone has woken up from the curse. Rumple is trying to break free so that he can go find Neil, which he eventually does, and that's a big part of the latter half of the season. But then you also have the other characters trying to cope with what they experienced they'd been brainwashed for 30 years to believe they were different people and yet they realize they're fairy tale characters this is bananas and yet here we are so they're trying to grapple with it where you get that famous we are both that charming stands on the truck and goes we are both i am charming and i am david it's it's a whole thing guys it's great and this all was interesting but they didn't have a the problem I had with it was they never had a direction for it. They never had an end game. Like they had all these stories of like Ruby and charming and snow and 
um, Hopper coping with this trauma they experienced and Regina as well. But it never was like moving in a direction where it would come to a head and everything would come together, which is what they did in season one. It was just kind of everyone meandering around trying to figure stuff out. Like it makes sense, but narratively it didn't work with the way that they had set the show up. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, it does make sense because the problem I have is very similar to what yours is, is that there's just, there's no through line for literally anyone. Yeah. Um, and so they don't even do a thing like there's some shows that do this pretty well where it's like everybody's on their own path and there's a lot of different storylines and it's hard to keep up. It's all very like games of Thrones, game of Thrones, whatever uh, <laughs> the plural games of Thrones. Um, <laughs> sorry, but they all intersect with each other at a certain point. Like there'd be an episode where like in some sort of imaginary scenario where like David's entire purpose was helping people realize the person they were versus the fictional version and, you know, going from person to person, different storylines of him doing that and snow trying for a relationship with Emma, because that's her main goal and doing all of those things. And they different, they have different intersects where those would work in different storylines, but that's not what we get. We kind of get that with Rumpel trying to find Neil, but then once he finds Neil, they didn't know what the hell to do with him. Yeah. Like we find Neil and then Rumpel just kind of, to use your word, meanders. Like just, oh, I'm going to just continue trying to date this woman who doesn't remember me, but then I'm going to date this woman who definitely doesn't remember me because she's way cooler than the woman I loved before, but oh, wait, not really. None of that storyline made any sense to me. Um, but you're right. There's no like end end goal for it, which is very frustrating. And it's why I think a lot of people have a hard time just conceptualizing and being like, what happens in season two? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mm. Because so much happens. I mean, if you just try to list it off, uh, Emma and Snow, like, so a wraith comes into town when Regina is like, basically like, I've got magic now. I'm going to use it to kidnap my, force my son to love me. Uh, Emma and Snow get sucked away into the desolated enchanted forest and they have to find their way back. Meanwhile, you know, Charming is trying to keep the town together alongside Ruby. Meanwhile, Regina is trying to uh, figure out who she is and and be a good person for Henry. Henry's be- angry at her betrayal. Meanwhile, you've got Hook and Cora trying to come into town. Meanwhile, you've got... It's like... And that's only through episode, like, 10. And then Ethan Embry shows up. Um... And then you got I, beans and beans yeah, and embry and beans. science and magic cups and Neil and there's so much packed in the season and that's fine if it all comes together in the end but it doesn't things just come and go yeah like the wind it um I think. I'm with you on the part where the whole, like, we are both. And this is just because I'm doing kind of like a light rewatch of The Good Place right now. And Mm -hmm. they do such a good job with the whole we are both of these are different reboots Mm -hmm. that we've had. And now this is who I've come to be. Because they explore it. And, again, this is also, honestly, season two is a very specific, (laughs) very specific product of its time. Because I find myself comparing this show specifically to a lot of media that came after it. 
So it didn't exactly start anything. Like it was not groundbreaking in any way. It felt like it was tiptoeing around it. Like they were kind of getting the ideas for some things, but they just didn't know what to do with themselves. They were like, oh, there's some mental health things going on. Nope. Like it's just, it blows my mind how close (laughs) they were to coming to something that would have been very compelling. And then they just went, beans. (laughs) There's beans. Let's talk about beans. Oh, look over here. There's beans. Yeah. And like, so out of all the different themes that they explored, you have we are both. You have, um, you know, reconciling the mistakes of your past, which is kind of what Regina, Cora, in particular, experience. And you have science versus magic, which is a big one that they that they talk about in season two. Um, those are the, I would say the three emotional arcs is we are both reconciling who you are now with who you are then making up for the mistakes of your past, which kind of goes into the, we are both thing, but then you have the magic versus science thing and the real world slash the real world versus the magic world. They kind of all intersect a little bit, but also not at all. You have to do a lot of logic leaping to make them connect because the show doesn't really do that work for us. But out of all those elements, and that's before we get into Peter Pan, we're not even going into that yet, guys. Which one was your favorite? Which one would you have liked to have seen be the season? I would have liked Regina. Regina. Mm. I know where we go and I know what we get. But this season reminded me how demented they coded her. Because Mm -hmm. she does a lot of straight-up unforgivable things. Things that are just, like, they're just psychopathic. Like, the entire thing with the kid coming into town and then her, like, trying to, like, convince him to stay, but then, like, murdering his dad as punishment. And then still kind of being that way when he comes back 28 years later. Like, it's bananas how awful she is. And we get to see how awful Cora is in a heartless way. And it and they kind of explain it. Oh, she just didn't have a heart. That's why she was like this. She really did love her daughter, but she didn't have her heart, so she couldn't do it. I loved that. I just again, it was like they got so close. They they were so close to to hitting the point. I mean, they were in the same room with the point. It was across the hall from them. They could have touched it with their hands. And then they just no. And they got so close to something very compelling. And honestly, if they would have just kept going down that rabbit hole with Regina, I think a redemption arc would have not worked at all. Like it was like the, it was kind of like with gold, you know how they force a redemption arc on gold that he does not deserve because same thing, different font. He unforgivable. You cannot come back from that unless you have some sort of just absolute divine intervention where your entire brain chemical changes Regina just sounds like she's struggling, but like it's not like the things that she was doing were kind of bad. The things she were doing were insanely bad. Like yeah. bad, bad. I if the whole season was that and just like Regina being put to task, that would have been great. That through line would have been amazing. They could have made 22 episodes of just Regina trying to fumble along, being extra evil, hitting her low point, coming back up, you know, stuff like that. That would have been Probably got to the same point. We could have all gotten to Neverland that way. I think. Anyway, See, that's where I'm at. 
I, 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 to- I can totally understand and agree with it. Um, it's not necessarily what the through line I would have liked for this season. I would have really liked the through line to be science versus magic, which is really what I thought they were, they were building to. Um, because that really plays into the quote, we are both thing where you have, you know, you have Prince Charming magic user from magic land who has a <laughs> gets sword trained by princess Anna to fight Bo Peep. You guys oh my god there's so many great episodes coming up I, god, yeah, i'd love I'm the show so, so much but then you have david who is a member of the real world who is who has a cell phone who drives a car who likes the modern world and technology and and in, in some way even if he is out of time has been out of time he is connected to that larger world especially now that the curse has been lifted there's a whole big wide world out there. So I would have loved to see that have a more concrete through line as opposed to just being kind of spackled in there occasionally for us to kind of fill in the pieces ourselves of, oh, it's science versus magic. Because like for me, some of the strongest episodes were the ones where like with um, one of my favorites was the one uh, with, 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 shoot, what's his, uh, in the name of the brother. Where Dr. Whale, oh. his whole story with his brother, uh, like that was to me such a, a great episode. And you could have used that to, in such a bigger way because they teased out the science or his magic thing in season one. But of course, this might also be um, a biased opinion <laughs> because I wanted so much more with Jekyll and Hyde and I will never let that go for as long as I live. Uh, I think coming out of this is just like, what, what would you have liked from once upon a time? Uh, we needed some more Jekyll and Hyde and we needed some more Jefferson Hatter. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, like, no, and I get it. And I, knowing from like the side, the way that I kind of view it when they start doing it, this is like, it's just like going back to Charmed again. When they try to do science versus magic, it never works because a lot of the magic that they start making up, they're genuinely just making it up. Mm-hmm. But the science, they don't know. And they don't, they just don't. It's like when people who have no medical professionals on site when they do medical dramas. It's just ludicrous. So that's when we get stuff like, it's a magic cuff, or it's a, it's a magic stopping cuff. What is it? It's got science and math inside of it. It's got what inside of it? It's... <laughs> I'm sorry, is the equation for force in there just stopping fireballs? I don't understand what's going on. And then they don't explain it because they can't without being insane. Um, and so that's that's the reason I like I would love to see that. I would love to see a show do that. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there is one that kind of does the the dance between the two worlds very nicely. But every time it's been presented to me in shows that I've seen... It is just so... Because you can just make up with magic. Like, I've developed the rules for this. But I also didn't pay attention in biology or chemistry in high school that was 25 years ago. So it's a crapshoot. Like, that's what those writers are doing. They're like, I'm making up the rules to an entire system of magic and science. Uh, Magic cuff work because work and black and cool. Yay. So, I, I agree with you. I just, I think that they weren't equipped for it. They were not. No. Uh, So, Abby, I'm going to send you a list of the episodes for season two because, dear God, there's so many. (laughs) 
because uh, I wanted to talk about our favorite and least favorite, and okay. I wanted to, so you had the list, because mm-hmm. I didn't remember a good portion of them. And I'll go ahead and start with my favorite episode, although uh, I think that you might, uh, we might be on the same page with this, apart from um, In the Name of the Brother, which I did genuinely like. Um, it's not the best episode the series ever did, but I felt it was a very good human story <laughs> about <laughs> resurrecting the dead. Um, so I have two episodes that I really like. Okay. For, for plot Manhattan, because that one was such a big episode is also the one I came back from maternity leave on. So it has a special, you know, like I'm back, I've risen and my baby's fine. It's great. <laughs> just like Beth, just, <laughs> just being like, I'm fine. I'm actually completely healed and I'm ready to go back to the podcasting. Mostly just for this episode. Let's go. Let's go. So, like, that one is a very big episode, and it has, it just carried a lot of weight to it. Um, but as far as, like, just a, the best episode, it would have to be Miller's Daughter. Oh, yeah. 100%. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Rose McGowan, like, just a total ace in that episode. And you've got a great backstory. You've got great modern stuff. It's a huge drama. It was a, a like, that that was a huge pivotal episode emotionally and plot plot wise because then afterward he gets to know having the spot on her heart oh no no um but yeah so i would say the miller's daughter is oh we're got a little frozen it's like frozen oh that, that's not that's not until season oh, four abby damn it damn it oh a whole bunch, bunch of noise sorry <laughs> no it, it's all good i was just commenting about how frozen's not until season four and yet <laughs> here we are for making frozen happen right now because technology is great uh i had to so, i i'm filming from my phone so i had to look at her list from my phone and my phone just kind of went this sucks and just decided that the entire call oh, did to stop while sorry. i searched the- no that's my phone's fault because it's it's trying to do yeah. too many things it needs a break um I'm going to agree with you that the overall champion episode is the Miller's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they did a good job. Like mm-hmm. I feel like this was probably the most fleshed out idea that they had, and I feel like it's because they knew they were bringing in Rose McGowan. They're like, we have to do this right, mm-hmm. and it was such a it's such a powerful episode. They did so much with it. It was great. Is again, it was a point that I think that they could have jumped off of a little bit better with Regina. But the episode itself capsules itself great. Um, and I will yeah. note that that was written by Jane Espenson and directed mm-hmm. by Ralph Hemmicker. I don't really know Ralph's work very much, but I do know Jane Espenson's work very well. And I just wanted to point that out because she is hit or miss for me, but this was definitely a hit. Um, I will say another episode that I just genuinely enjoyed a lot. Um, again, I did like The Name of the Brother. I, I love that whole whole interaction. But I will say I did enjoy Tallahassee. Yes. Um, I like the the past and the present because mm-hmm. watching the relationship, like watching Emma before she was Emma and seeing all this cool stuff and seeing how that drama set up, uh, another through line I wish we would have seen a lot more of is with Neil. I feel like we didn't get enough time with Neil in this season, which is mm-hmm. just bananas, but also because it's the it's the hook and Emma beanstalk episode 10 out of 10 like (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god, should have seen it. Should have seen it coming. Uh, should have seen it coming from a mile away. It's just, it's just so much of just like when you know what the end game for all of the characters are, you go back and you watch that episode and just laugh and laugh. So, as far as like worst episode, I don't want to just say definitively worst because I think there's a lot of different categories of worst in this season. Uh, so I want to break them apart a little bit because this is where I think things are going to get really fun and funny. Uh, so the first one, Abby, for you, and I can answer this first, and we may have the same answer. What is the most blah episode? Ooh, I didn't look at that with a list. Um, the most blah episode... Ah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to have you go first. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm combing my brain right now. So I've got two, and you can pick from either one or if you have another one in general. First is Tiny. Okay. Which also is the least watched episode of the whole season. Oh, no. Uh, that's the one where you see more about Tiny's backstory and you see the magic beans. The one scene in that episode that, that m- moves it over the blah for me is when uh, Gold is trying to go through security at the airport <laughs> and he has to take off the scarf and he freaks out. I thought uh, Robert Carlyle's acting in that scene was so good. And I always remember that scene even independent of the episode. Cause I always forget it's from a very blah episode. I'm like, that scene was really good. Um, the other one is uh, selfless, brave and true. <laughs> the one where, where uh, August is like going around trying to cure himself. He meets Tamara, Tamara, uh, they fight a dragon with a taser and, and August is a living CGI puppet man. It was, it was so blah. And he, and then he's rewarded by turning into a child again. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I'm, it's, and this is going to sound weird to call it a blah episode, but whatever episode it is with Ethan Embry's backstory, because where the kid oh. comes in, I hate that storyline like so much. It's so weird. It's so awkward. It doesn't seem right with Regina. Like I get it, but I don't get it. The kid and the dad just don't fit like it. I get that it was supposed to be like that, but it also just, I hated watching that episode. Like, that's what makes it blah for me. Like, I just wanted to skip through that storyline. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I don't like it. It's weird. It creeps me out. And they don't follow through with it in a way that I was happy with. So, not maybe while I was um, watching it, but so looking what would back, be your I'm annoyed most... with that episode. Mm. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, What is your most rage inducing episode? The one that makes you the angriest? Angriest, angriest, angriest. Um, Oh no, you go first, go first, go first. I can't. Okay. Well, again, I also have two because there's a lot of bad episodes. First is child of the moon. uh, Because Mm. the backstory that they gave Ruby with her mother what could have been done so much better and so much longer. And it needed both of those introducing her wolf like mother. Who's like, I was kept away from you your entire life by your grandmother. Oh, also I'm going to be evil now and I'm going to die. Bye. And then the actress was like, what five or seven years older than her daughter, (laughs) your daughter actress. Like that one just has a lot of rage inducing feelings for me. And how poorly it was handled and how it could have been so much better because Ruby as a character and the actress deserved a lot better. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other one 
the one that makes my blood, my blood thin out of my bones and fall to the floor. You know what I'm going to say, Abby. You just say it for me. Say it for me. It's, well, it's like one, bit- one name. It's one name. Lacey. Yes. Hey, I hate it. I hate, I hate it so much. I hate it. I was so panicked. I'm like, oh no, am I forgetting an episode? Um, <laughs> of course you knew. For, I trusted you on that. So hilariously, I will agree with you. Most rage inducing. I th- So yes, the Lacey, the whole Lacey plot line. Like I just, I kind of wish we would have found out that it wasn't even Lacey. Like it was just like Bella pretending to be cursed and just like living her best life. 10 out of 10 would have been hilarious. Uh, I'm mad about the werewolf storyline for a different reason. It's, and it's because I love werewolf stuff. Um, oh. I, I'm reading like, I, I have like a several like very long term, like werewolf novels that like this woman writes and they come out like my, one of my favorite authors did come out like once every two years, like every two years she got alternates between drums. I read them every March, a new book comes out and I read them. I've been reading them for the last decade and a half. I love werewolf stories so much. And they did it so dirty in this, this series. Mm-hmm. So dirty. Not as bad as if you ever want to hear Abby just get very mad about Twilight and why I'm mad that they're called werewolves. But whatever. It's not a big deal. We'll talk about it later. Um, I just love werewolves and they just, they, they, they open up an entire world that they close the door on and the moment they open it. But I, there was another episode. Actually, I don't even remember if it was the entire episode that made me mad, but it was just this like weird storyline. We, it was one of the episodes I did it with joy and it had this like weird Cora gold energy to it where they like flirted, but then like he flirted with Regina. Like they couldn't figure out what to do. I wish gold didn't flirt with anybody, please, <laughs> please stop. And it is not against Robert Carlyle. It is just the character himself. Like if you wanted him to be in love with Belle, that's fine. Don't let him flirt or anything else with anybody else, please. It's awful. It doesn't make sense for the character. And none of the other characters knew how to bounce off of that. So it was so Especially with Cora, it just was so uncomfortable for me. I hated every second of it. That was the part that I just disliked probably the most. Mm-hmm. Like I just just stop trying to make him a sex guy. Like it, it didn't work. Oh, wait, are you are you saying the 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 layers of 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 gold shimmer paint on top of that <laughs> older sagging flesh isn't a a sexual turn on? I don't even think How it's dare that. you? I don't even think it's that. I think it was just that it didn't make sense for his character. He want like yeah. because what's problem with this here and this is is we're just about to really just out on a limb here. His entire character is based on the fact that he wants to hold power. Mm-hmm. So if he starts getting all cutesy and sexy with people when his end goal is power, it creeps me out. Yeah, that this seems like he wants to dominate people and use sex to do so uh, in a way that that you know, in a non-consenting his, kind of dominating yeah. way. Like if we're going to be dominating in a consenting mutual way, then hey, let your hey, let, let it go. Let's let's have part. Oh, and I also I don't want to sound frozen. like I'm being ageist. I, I apologize. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? No, I, I know. I'm not I trying to. Yeah, to yeah, sound, yeah. No, oh, I don't just, want it to sound like that. Yeah, no, I don't want to sound like I'm being ageist or anything, you know, talking about Robert. He looks great. The makeup, you know, doesn't always do him favors, and that's not his fault. Oh, yeah, no, they, um, so, just because yeah. they didn't put primer on him, it has no problem. It's not his fault. Uh, no, it's more of a just the way that the character has coded himself. I have no yeah. problem with, like, an age dynamic or dominant whatever stuff, as long as it's, like, there was just a power dynamic that they wouldn't address, and the power dynamic was always teacher-student with him. Weird. Weird hated it. So... My biggest complaint through the show, and I will say this in six years when we finish uh, wrapping up this show, uh, <laughs> but it's just they never, they had such a good character with, with Rumpelstiltskin that they just couldn't hold on to. Yeah. They were just nailing jelly to a wall constantly. Sometimes it miraculously stayed up, but other times it was just chaos. And pairing him I with Belle hackled him the the most. I said it! <laughs> So we have a lot of characters in uh, in this season, and we can go into favorite, least favorite, uh, but I'm going to put a pin in that because I want to play a little game with you, uh, and I didn't tell you about it ahead of time. I oh, want to surprise you. I think you're going to like it. Oh, don't worry. Uh, and it's going to, it just puts the ball in Abby's court because hook. I'm- hook. I'm, Andrew's hook. I, I'm the prompt. I'm I'm the innocent I'm the innocent bystander. So we're gonna play a little a uh, word association game. Oh, I'm going to give you the name of a character, and you're going to say the first word that comes into your mind about that character. Wow. Okay. And this is how Abby you're got. Are can- you ready? This is how Abby got canceled. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, no, no edits, guys. This, this is all live. It's live. Uh, all right. Uh, Snow White. Nice. God. <laughs> Nice. She's nice. She's nice. She's so nice. I'm not ready for this. I'm so bad at this. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Regina. Fireball. All right. Okay. Emma Swan. Keychains. Okay. My brain, I guys, I have to, you have to understand that my brain just is... I'm panicked, so I'm just firing at all cylinders. So I just Abby, these are all ten out of ten. I am so happy right I'm now. I am so scared. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, keep going. Prince Charming. F one fifty. What? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> That's what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Henry Mills. Pop tarts. Pop tarts. Yes. Uh, Rumple. Crocodile. Hook. Eyeliner. Boy, guys. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna do a couple more. Uh, Cora. Heartless. Mm, that's a good one. Grumpy. Axes. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I do want to tell you the one that I first thought of when I saw Grumpy was... Curse! I know you're. Just, I'm just trying to fire <laughs> off the first thing that comes to my head. I'm no, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. This if is I amazing. think too okay. long, I'm gonna spiral. Okay, uh, I only have a couple more for you. Okay, Neil, scarves, boy. I swear. <laughs> just... uh, Mulan, swords, blue fairy, evil, Tamara, tasers, <laughs> Geppetto. Drunk. <laughs> drunk? When was he drunk? Is he drunk all the time? No, he's old. 
why do I think he's a drunk? <laughs> he was a drunk. His his storybook character was a drunk old dotting man, right? Like they're just no, like he, no, he was the sad old man whose wife couldn't conceive and his wife couldn't conceive a child, so he owned a hardware store. Why do I think he was drunk? <laughs> he was No, Grumpy was the dr- town drunk. I mean, you can have more than one drunken town. That's true. You know what? I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't limit people. Um, okay, uh, last, last one, last, last, last one. Pinocchio. Wood. <laughs> I just like to point out the reason I'm so frustrated with this is because I was answering before I even thought. Like it was just words were coming out of my mouth. I was surprising myself. I'm very disappointed. I wish I had better answers. I don't oh, know wait, if wait, they're wait. good enough. Bon- bonus, bonus round, bonus round. Peter Pan. I don't have an answer. What I'm going to tell you is that I thought that he was played by the kid from Game of Thrones slash, uh, what's the movie? What's the Christmas movie? Love Actually. Who's that kid? I thought he was that kid. I watched a promo for the season. I was like, that's not that kid. Why did I think it was that kid? <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, let's hop into uh, talking about the uh, two-parter. Not, not Obviously, we went into it in much detail. Uh, but I kind of want to talk about looking forward to season three. I don't know if you watched any of it yet. I have um, not. I watched a promo for it to kind of get my head wrapped around it. But mm-hmm. I have. I usually watch the episode like in in an ability to or in a uh, in an effort to not have to take notes. I usually watch right before we record, so it's fresh. That's very smart. I um, I, I don't do that. I should. I know. I I used to not do that, and I would take notes, and it was like a, a much different experience. Um. But now I find that I do that, and obviously I I have a little bit more of a luxury as I do not have a very small child living in my house. I just have a very oh. large child, <laughs> just running around, running around the house, just yes. running around the house constantly. So all I know is that I have to turn the volume up, and if I don't hear the child, then I have to pause and go find him. Not hearing a child <laughs> is actually the worst part of my day. Something is wrong if I cannot hear him. Uh, so no, um, I haven't watched the episode yet, but I will say what I'll say about the two-parter finale is that if I'm remembering correctly, it's one of the weaker finales. Mm, for season uh, two? For season two's finale is, is one of the weaker ones. Like I did not, yeah. like I got excited cause they were on the ship and they were going, but I was not excited to, like, I, I don't think that they teased out Neverland enough for me to like get pumped as a season finale. Yeah. They only had like a tiny little set. that was like a beach and that was it because the rest of it was on a boat. Right. And it was a boat. It was the same boat set that we've been using all season ever since Hook came to town. So we, yeah, we weren't really going there just yet. And I'm not, obviously not going to talk about what we see in season three so far. I've watched one episode. Um, but I, I do remember like when they were boarding the ship, I was hyped, as I mentioned in the last episode. I was excited. Um, whether that excitement stayed remains to be seen. Whether it does stay remains to be seen. I remember I was very disappointed with with Neverland. But ha- I'm curious now whether I'm going to feel differently because I won't be going into it with as much expectation. That's I kind of am going into it knowing what to expect. I think I was more disappointed by season two this time around because I was looking for structure that wasn't there. 
Uh, whereas in future seasons, structure is pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. It's just the stories themselves, while structured, are very good. I feel like in coming seasons, there's a structure that they stru- that they just kind of tie themselves to, which is what kind of hits them in the knees. But with season two, it was like a jellyfish. There was no bones. They just, mm-hmm. there was a thing, it kind of existed, but then like, everything else was just like, we're going to stick to the structure so we don't season two again. Um, I agree with you. I also do think that, again, I have, that's like the first time I've sat down to rewatch season two, mm-hmm. maybe since that first time I binged the show. So the the product of its time is a comment of the fact that I've seen a lot of stuff that deals with the di- the, the themes of the show a lot better since then and and it's not even like they dealt with it poorly it was just that they half dealt with it and then just shushed it under under the rug they were like oh, let's, we're both and we'll never talk about it again the end um i will say that i i was also a little disappointed in in neverland i think they 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 they, they hyped it a little bit strange but i remember being really excited when they got on the pirate ship and I got the the same feeling this, the second time we watched it because going on an adventure means we're getting out of whatever is currently happening. <laughs> Yay. It's a fresh start. guys. Oh, okay. We're, we're all that stuff over there. We're not going to deal with that. We're going to go over here now. Thank you. I'm fine with that. Hopefully wherever Greg and Tamara are, they died on impact. Like, it's just like, let's just pretend that's happening for a while, but it <laughs> felt like a mid season finale and not a finale. Yeah. This time that I watched it where I'm like, if I had to wait like a year before this came back and that was the finale, I'd have been pissed. I binged it the first time I watched it. So I just went, oh, cool. Neverland. Click. Let's watch Neverland. So I'm interested to see what I'd be interesting to know what like people thought about it at the time. Like, will I wait around for this? Am I going to get hyped when it comes back? Yeah, because, I mean, we're, we've been watching it every other week when this has been a weekly show. And so I, it has been interesting kind of when we've watched it weekly or, or bi-weekly, getting into that mindset of not watching the next week around and being like, okay, this is where the cliffhanger was. Is it, am I hungry for more? Am I wanting to continue that adventure? And with this one, the answer was yes. I will admit I did, <laughs> I did watch season three premiere like pretty quickly, at least I started it and I waited to finish it, but I was like, I want to see what happens on the ship. And it was interesting. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, like I said, in the last episode, I was the most hyped just because of Regina. Like mm-hmm. they knew what to do with Regina in certain points and her knowing exactly what to do right before a ship dives down through a black hole into a completely different realm while wearing heels is the most in-character choice that has ever been made. Like, Emma <laughs> is struggling to hold on to something. Charming sort of knew what was going on. I think he was wrapping, if I'm remembering correctly, he was, like, wrapping him in snow into the ropes, like, around their waists and stuff. But, like, mm. Regina was just like, screw this. Her feet are shoulder-width apart. She's got a hold of a ro- rope that's coiled around her arm, and she does not move she's just like this is where i live now like there's an entire storyline of like regina the evil queen being like a pirate princess for a while that i want to see 
Well, we do see her hanging out with Tinkerbell for a little bit. I do remember that happening in season three. Oh, Tink. Tinkerbell was like pointing her to like her true love, who, which by the way, spoilers, is Robin Hood. That's a whole thing. But it's not the Tom Ellis not Robin da- Hood. Damn you. It's not Tom Ellis. It's I mean, not I like, Lucifer. It's oh, not it Lucifer. It's so good. Boy, that would have been a tie-in. It's just like, it's, it's, we go down to Hades, it's actually Tom Ellis. It's like, no, I was masquerading the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, we are we are very excited. At least I'm very excited. Abby, I hope you're excited too. I to continue uh, with season three of Once Upon a Time, and of course, with that comes great news. Uh, in two weeks, we will return with season three, episode one, and we're going to be returning to weekly. Yay! Woo! We're very excited. So now we will be watching it as God intended on the weekly <laughs> basis, which is very important. <laughs> Yes, it's very important for us to follow the track as God intended. Um, but before we close out, Abby, I uh, just wanted to know if there's anything you are watching right now that you want people to know about, if there's anything going on. Like, you know, this is our time. It's our time down here. Is there anything you're watching or experiencing that you wanted to share with the world? Um, I mentioned before, I'm kind of doing a light rewatch of The Good Place. I really like The Good Place. It's such a great show. It does deals with a lot of really big themes that I really like. It's it's really helping me through like a, situ- a, a time in my life at the moment. Um, but I will say that I one of the things that I have been kind of binging on recently is <laughs> stay with me, everybody. Uh, it's a <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons uh, stream. It is Dimension Twenty. It started mm. out of, through College Humor. Um, a lot of the tables are led by Brennan Lee Mulligan, who does a lot of like improv work and stuff. So it's a lot of people from College Humor or used to work at College Humor. And it is probably oh, has the most inclusion I've ever seen. Mm. Um, and they they do a lot of things. They have got a lot of like back episodes. I've been just powering through a lot of those. And they deal with a lot of really crazy, heavy things, but like in a weird, cool way. They just recently did... Uh, an entire like a four part thing of just like dunking on Harry Potter, like a four episode D and D campaign of them just dunking on Harry Potter. Ten out of ten, highly recommend. Um, <laughs> sounds fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to just enjoy. And I have been just like I said a couple of episodes before. I am just like knee deep also in like the Marvel fandom right now. I am just. I finished Loki finally. I've been like rewatching a bunch of the sh- shows and stuff. I'm. I I have so much Star Wars stuff I need to catch up on. I'm I've discovered that I'm woefully behind on Star Wars stuff. Um, so oh yeah, there's that. Clone Wars, Bad Batch, yep. um, Rebellion thing, all that stuff. All I got a lot stuff. to catch up on, but in like mm-hmm. two weeks when we will be starting our weekly episodes, I am also starting to go back to college full time as an adult woman. I am terrified, just terrified. <laughs> Abby, I'm, I'm, excited, I'm so excited for you to put that poster on your wall of like the the women's backs that have like Pink Floyd albums on them painted. <laughs> it's it's gonna be that. It's gonna be. Um, I haven't decided if I want to go with Pulp Fiction of them holding the guns or a scene from Fight Club. I don't know which one I'm gonna go with. Um. But I also do think I still have all the posters from my dorm room when I did my first couple of years of college back in early, the early 2000s. One of them, 100%, is a Rolling Stones cover of Green Day. Who, for better or worse, judge me all you want, everyone. I'm judging myself. I will be seeing in concert next week. 
I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited, but I'm terrified. Right, Abby, if, if, if your room is not plastered in those by the time we have our next chat, I am going to be bravely, bravely just disappointed. going to be Billy Joel Ar- Armstrong staring at you from 2004. Oh, yes. no. I do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do uh, it. How about you, Beth? Um, yeah, so I'm, I've recently started watching The Owl House. Uh, it is available on Disney+. Plus. It is from uh, Dana Terrace. Uh, she worked on Gravity Falls. And it's, uh, if you like weird, fun, animated shows, it's, a, it's one I highly recommend. It has a lot, uh, the art style is very heavily influenced by like early medieval art. So very avant-garde and weird. Uh, it's it's high concept fantasy, um, but the the art style is really what sets it apart. And I really identify with the main character because she's like a total nerd who loves shipping and fan fiction and is unabashed about her love of everything fantasy. So I'm like, I live. It is me. This is me. This is my heart and soul. So I do recommend. <laughs> I do recommend that. And, but and it's like nice because I'm getting to finally like sit down and watch the things I've been wanting to watch, but like. At the end of the day, when you cover nerd stuff all day, you get exhausted. It's like it's like being a gynecologist. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't want to see any more of them. Um, You're right. Nerd stuff is just like, like vaginas. Gynecology. Just exactly. like vaginas. The same. The same thing. Um, but, you know, I'm starting my new job next week. I'll be working as a content marketing manager for a game developers conference. And I'm very excited. Uh, but I'm saying I'm taking a break from journalism. So I get to just like kind of sit back and just be like, what do I want to watch? What kind of things do I want to experience? Do I want to watch the latest Marvel movie? Do I want to watch Black Widow? Not really. So I don't have to. Okay, hey, cool. You, Bye. This is like your professional version of us stopping Charmed. Yes. <laughs> like it was just, I don't want to keep watching this. Hey, we don't have to. Wow. Oh, the oh my God. Abby, we, we can't start into it now, but we could talk so much about how bad they did Macy in the season finale. I just, I'm going to decide, I'm going to live in the world in which season one was the only season and then they mm-hmm. canceled the show. Yeah. Uh, because all I know about the show is that there's some sort of Brexit going on where all of the characters who are not from United States, which is fine, it's COVID and, and that makes a lot of sense. But they just, they did them so dirty. And I just look back on us getting so excited about early hints about Macy and Harry. And the fact that the only criticisms I've been seeing about this show were just, can we stop with the Harry stuff? We're done with this guy. And I'm like, no, Rupert Evans, what has happened? They've so turned I, on you. Exactly. It's a, it's the it's that damn Harvey Dent quote. You live long enough, you die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain. Ugh. It's a mess. So it's, I'm, again, I feel like this is like looking at your ex's like Facebook page, mm-hmm. like while you're happily married. You're just like, that happened like 20, you know, 20 years ago. I'm I'm still very happy with my choice. Yes. <laughs> this is like, just like tiny comfort, tiny comfort. So I am very excited to go into season three. I'm very mm-hmm. excited to like re-listen to like some of our podcast episodes after we get through this because you and I are both starting season three while we start major life changes. I'm so pumped. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. Uh, and and season three is, I think in my in my opinion, probably the most unique season that the show ever had because season one is its own cohesive story. Season two 
is a mess. Season four on has a very has a very uh, formulaic style where it's like two half seasons, two truncated seasons, and they kind of start that in season three. But from what I remember, Neverland gets really dark in a way that the show never really followed up on. Like this was like their this is like their Buffy season six or their Charm season four. They were like, we're gonna do something really dark with fantasy, which makes it i mean i'm watching owl house like it's pretty dark even for a children's show so like I, yeah i don't know where else to go with this no listen i'm with you i i love when shows go dark if they can follow through with it mm-hmm. i love it which is why there were certain elements of season two that i just latched onto and that they i know they will never follow up on it's like what yeah. i was saying about regina they started making her seem like an absolute arguably almost worse than gold kind of monster like setting her up to be even worse but then they like kept pulling their punch on her and it was like there was like a writer in the staff room that was just like going through something and they just kept trying to like write around it um and so that i also remember season three having some things that got really interesting to me being like oh this show's taking a turn and then they kind of just kept trying to pull it back to center like we're we're gonna get real close Uh, so you know, and then yeah, the dark heart, the the heart spot comes back, uh, and the magic cuff comes back a lot, guys. I'm so excited. Well, everybody, thank you so much for sticking with us through seasons one and two. This has been amazing, and we are so excited to go into season three. And I also know season two had a few curveballs, <laughs> uh, one of which being I uh, was gone for about a third of it. You're uh, so I, selfish. You're I so I selfish. An okay excuse. Guys. You're so selfish. I brought life <laughs> into this world. There's now, a plus, there's now a surplus of one person because Ugh. of me. Because of you. Because because You're of you, the world, because he's congratulations. Great. You brought another man into the world. We're all very excited for you, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as someone who is also, um, yeah, I know. Whatever, like, you know what? I'm just gonna say thank you to the people who either have just started listening to us or have been with us since just the very awkward beginning. Like, there, there are people in here that have been listening to me before I spawned a human child. That blows my mind. It blows my mind that you guys have been with us this long. So thank you. And I'm so excited to go back to weekly. I love talking to you guys on our Facebook mm-hmm. page. I love yeah. the community that we've built because it's not, it's just, it's just a nice place to be. It's a, like, we, we laugh about the show, but like not in a mean way. I love it. You guys are the best. If, if I had to write down what helped me get through COVID and obviously we're still going through it. I'm still writing this podcast down. This podcast is what it is. I love it. Uh, and- and be on the lookout in the next coming weeks for uh, some social media updates. Uh, of course, we still have the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. Uh, we have the Twitter, which is twitter.com slash OUA timing. Um, but we're also, I'm also looking to expand us into Instagram. Um, right now I'm at instagram.com slash Beth Elderkin, but I am looking for an OUA timing uh, to start up a, a little Instagram group where we can just have a little fun memes and jokes and things like that to, to, to camaraderie together, which of course links with Facebook because <laughs> corporate conglomeration. Just in case, just in case Beth and Abby both decide to just bail on Facebook. <laughs> And I know there's a big community of Once Upon a Time fans on TikTok and other things. And, you know, now that I'm not working at io9, uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to kind of experimenting a little bit more with uh, my social media fandom uh, in a way that I wasn't, you know, I didn't have time or energy to do with before. So I'm, be on the lookout for that. I'm going to put something out here. 
I'm going to give zero breadcrumbs on how this works, but I'm just going to let everybody know I have a TikTok. My oh. most well-performing TikTok with over 20,000 likes Ooh. is to an, to, I'm not even going to tell the song. I'm not even going to tell the song, but it is a TikTok about, uh, it, I just kind of pantomime the idea that, uh, telling someone that I'm a Sebastian fan stand and they go, Oh, that's great. Because you literally like Bucky. And I say, no. And I indicate that it's Jefferson Hatter. I have, it is my most well-performing TikTok I've ever made. Everyone oh just God. like, I, everyone, I found the Jefferson Hatter community. I get likes on it to this day. Um, How am I not following you on TikTok yet? I have told no one that it exists. <laughs> there is only yeah. one person that accidentally organically found me and it terrified me for a second. But I also don't have a job anymore, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I will just tell you right now, at this point, it is just a Bucky Barnes stan account because I am going through something and the Winter Soldier is the only thing getting me through it. So, <laughs> so if All that right. helps anybody find uh, whatever it is I've got going on, congratulations. Uh, I don't know how to end that. Just letting everybody know. <laughs> Well, be on the lookout for that. We're going to, uh, I just want to engage with the community the best I can, as many ways as we can. And we're very excited going into season three. And I want to see all your memes and all your fun, fun jokes. Let's, let's, let's celebrate this banana waffle show together. And of course, I want to thank our wonderful patrons. That's going to be Daisha Thompson, Lindsay Alice Halleck, Ryan Gagaricos, Christina, Erica Farrow, Nicole, Paul, Samantha Hosel, and the Salt in Our Stars. If you want to support us on Patreon heading into Season 3, we are patreon.com slash OUA timing. We are returning to a weekly format, but you know, for the time being, I'm going to keep the Patreon tiers as they are. We had cut them in half. Uh, to to make up for the change in schedule. But I'm going to keep them that way because honestly, the main reason we have the, the Patreon in the first place is to uh, just support uh, the uploads. Like, we're breaking even. We're not We're not doing this to make money. We're, <laughs> we're doing well, this just because we love and I the are show. Mansions. We're talking about it. Beth and I are living in mansions right now. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Heck yeah. Woo! Woo! No, that, seriously, uh, thank you guys for your support. Um, even yes. The, in the, the ones that, and obviously we don't, not forcing anybody to do anything, but just even just listening to this podcast is the support that we need. Like, that's all. Exactly. Thank you for listening to us prattle on about our our insane love of this show and other strange things as this episode has proved um and of course you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts i'm also working on getting us on spotify i will keep y'all updated on that but it's a little bit tricky so we'll see what happens and you can follow me on twitter at beth elderkin and on instagram at beth elderkin Ooh, you can find me on twitter at just underscore abby that's it that's it. That's it. And on Nothing TikTok. Else. And on, on TikTok, it's not just underscore Abby. I've I've chosen something completely different. You'll never find me. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back in two weeks with season three, episode one, and then we will we will be returning. Oh my god, my mouth. Uh, it's so late. Guys. We are, prof- we are professionals. We are professionals. <laughs> with season three, episode one. And until then, Abby, we will see you next time. See you next time, Beth. Second star to the right and straight on till morning. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. No? Different thing? All right. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.